Now at 7.43, the Fair Trade Commission's to give up its exclusive right to file complaints against unfair business practices after Chairman Kim Sang-jo and Justice Minister Park sang signed a proposal to reform the antitrust watchdog this week. It's actually the first attempt to bring such a radical change to the agency in the 38 years since its establishment. You've probably heard about some of the scandals surrounding the FTC of late. So against that backdrop, let's bring in an expert in economic law, Professor Im Yong from Seoul National University's Law School, who's now on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Good morning to you. So, I mean, we're actually hearing about the Fair Trade Commission on a daily basis. uh, And normally it would be just in passing, perhaps, in our business news, not so much uh, right on, on the front pages, as it were. And and when we hear about them, we often talk about franchiser and franchisee relations, problems between big companies and subcontractors and so on. What exactly is the, the agency supposed to be doing? Right. Um, that, that's a very good question. I think it comes up often uh, with um, foreign uh, uh, guests here in Korea. Well, according to the law, um, the KFTC's primary mandate is to facilitate fair and free competition. Now, um, this fairness component has been traditionally understood um, as encompassing regulatory goals that are broader than one might think as traditional competition law, traditional in the sense like policing cartels or abuses of market dominance. So instead, the Commission has always focused a lot of its resources on regulating so-called unfair trade practices, which would include what you just said, like subcontracting, franchise, or other business relationships. The um, the agency's mandate also includes consumer protection, and of course, it's one of the country's main regulators of of the chebos, the large conglomerates. So it has it has a fairly broad mandate, and that's why you see it all over the uh, all over the news when when franchisee relationships comes up, or a big company or chebol comes up in the news. Not for the first time, I'm reminded of the phrase, who watches the watchman? Um, And perhaps in this case, the answer to that is President Moon Jae-in, because he had pledged to push harder against the FTC and and abolishing its exclusive right to file complaints in antitrust cases was was one of his promises. Why has that been so important to him and and to those who support that policy? Right, and so... um what you're talking about is the commission's exclusive right to file criminal complaints in, in antitrust cases. And um, people often, you know, refer to this as um, the FTC's grip or monopoly over, over making criminal referrals. But in fact, it's been er- eroding over the years, this authority. And, and even now, it's not an absolute monopoly um, because there are agencies that can make a formal request to the KFTC for a criminal referral and um, the KFTC has to comply with these requests in principle. Now, um, your question about why, you know, there have been efforts in the past and continuously to loosen uh, the Commission's control over uh, these criminal referrals or what you might say as as, um, initiating criminal investigations into market conduct. Well, the first main reason is that there's been a wide perception that the KFTC's enforcement has not been as effective as one might have had hoped. You know, there, there's been repeat violations by cartelists, like recidivism 
And and there's also um, so there's been a search uh, for other regulatory tools, and and one that's been coming up constantly um, is, is criminal enforcement. Now there's also been um, some wide recognition that the KFTC um, was not uh, has not really uh, exercised its referral authority in a proper manner, and uh, had been holding back criminal enforcement when it was actually uh, needed. And this all ties into what you just said about the KFTC being embroiled in scandals. And so there's been also an erosion of public trust in the agency. Mm. And so now there's been calls for, okay, let's abolish this exclusive referral authority and give the criminal authorities more uh, uh, the ability to take the initiative in in filing or in initiating uh, criminal actions against these, these activities. Yeah, I mean, my understanding of some of these scandals has been, you know, fundamentally that the FTC has been far too open to lobbying by its former members. Perhaps that's something we can touch on. But but to to hone in even more specifically, can you give us the details of this Fair Trade Act revision proposal? Right, and uh, I think it's it's really important to understand that this is more of a a reform about. Um, the division of work between the agencies. So um, your listeners should not think that this means that the KFTC has lost jurisdiction over a broad swath of cartel activity. It only means that the prosecutor's office, the criminal authorities, can now launch investigations for certain cartel activity without waiting for the KFTC to formally lodge a criminal complaint. This means that both the commission, the administrative authorities, and the criminal authorities can investigate the, the, this conduct at the same time. So, so what are the conduct? There are four main cartel activities that are impacted by this reform. Number one is, the first one is price fixing. Um, there's also alpha reductions, market division, and bid rigging. And these are all what we would call hard, hardcore cartel uh, violations. And so um, this, is, this is the main thrust of the reform. Now, the, the all of the, this change will really require the authorities to think about a lot of a lot of stuff and and one is is cartel leniency uh, what what that means is that there are cases that are initiated by firms who come in and conf- confess cartel activity and so there's there's a question of okay well let's say that uh, a company came in and said we 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 engaged in price fixing and then the question becomes well since uh, the, both the criminal authorities and the KFTC could investigate the, the, this activity. Well, who, who is going to take the initiative and really start uh, investigating or be the primary uh, party for, for, for investigating this authority? Well, the authorities have announced that they're going to divide this responsibility based on how serious the case is. And so you, you see the wording about, well, for, for um, cases that really impact or, or the broader economy or, or, or are really serious, the criminal authorities will, will take the initiative. And so I think there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, this this uh, standard has to be clarified. And mm. I think it will be clarified by agency guidelines and practice going ahead. Yeah, we can see, I think, how that would be open to a grey area, at least. Right. Um, but also, just coming back to what I said before about 
for example, let's say you have someone who was an FTC official now working at a law firm, which may be acting on behalf of one of these large conglomerates, and there might be some lobbying going on behind the scenes. That's the kind of thing we've heard about. When when you consider that, does this change go far enough to to deal with the the issue? Well, I, I think reasonable minds can differ. I, I think that it will have an impact in a meaningful manner. Um, the prosecutors have authority to conduct search and seizures, and, and of course with a warrant. But this um, is something that could not be done by the commission um, in, in, in the prior, earlier, before the reform. So I think that's, that will provide a meaningful deterrent. Um, how much that has to be seen, um, but I do think that's going to be very important. Also, prosecutors tend to investigate cases in a more um, timely manner than the KFTC. And so all of these things will factor in into the decisions of firms on whether to engage in, in these illegal activities and whether to um, come in and, and make a leniency filing and, and quote-unquote, making a confession. So um, I guess, you know, we might down the road say that, well, these changes are not enough. We should abolish the entire uh, uh, criminal referral authority uh, for the entire uh, uh, Fair Trade Act, which would include not only cartel activities, but other uh, illegal violations. But, but I guess that has to be seen. No, it's, it's quite easy, I think, to entirely criticize many features of the former Puckenhead administration because of the way it turned out. But in the beginning, it was all positive and discussion of economic democratization and and so on. Uh, now President Moon is, is trying to sort of walk in that direction to to bring about economic fairness in the country. Is, is that overly idealistic at this point, considering the role that the, the large conglomerates have here? What's your view on what we should be expecting? Well, well that's actually a very... <laughs> A very difficult question that has has been a thorn in, in in probably any administration in the past and the present. So, um, what um, the current administration is trying to do is not really something radical or new in the sense that there's always been this strive for fairness um, in Korea in, in in the market, and so it often goes but down to the question of whether um, there's there's really anything that we can do just because of our, our structure of the economy, which um, heavily rely on, on um, the chebels and, and, how, and how large uh, they, they loom in the economy. Um, I, I think there are limits to what the current administration can do, and I think they are also mindful of that. Um, but uh, again, this is some, I, I think this is, this is something that's um, more than just reforming the KFTC or or reforming a certain law in a certain way. It's more about how we're going to structure the economy or how we envision um, developing the economy going ahead. Some companies have been complaining, worrying that too much of uh, monitoring and uh, complaint process could freeze their activities and hurt the autonomy of the market. Is, Is that similar to criminals worrying about their privacy online being affected, or um, or is this a valid concern that these businesses have? Well, um, whenever uh, the regulators intervene into the market, you're going to hear uh, 
firms complain about um, that chilling innovation, chilling uh, what we would might call even pro-competitive activity in the markets. I I think there's there's always a valid argument to be made in that sense. But I think when you come back to this reform, uh, this reform this time about um, this hardcore cartel activity, um, even among what, what we would call cartels, these four categories have often been viewed as one might say even the supreme evils of the market. So I'm, I'm a little less concerned about the regulators trying to intervene more aggressively to police these activities. What does concern me, and I think this is something that both the KFTC and the prosecutors have to keep in mind, is how, how are we going to provide clarity to the market? How are we going to uh, let firms know and, and, and give them more visibility into... Yeah, what it, it comes back to that grey area, Professor Im, that we spoke of before. We've got to leave it there. It's been wonderful having you on the line. Thank you.